So it's been almost a year since um, we posted our last podcast. Um, in between that time, uh, it, it was we actually recorded um, our final uh, podcast with uh, Zach and Roslyn on the uh, prequel Star Wars trilogy on Revenge of the Sith. And <laughs> I've had the audio files sitting around for almost a year. But in between that time, right after we recorded that, like literally days after we recorded that, we left for Poland for three months um, for my work. Uh, almost four months, actually. And that took a lot more energy and had a lot less time than I anticipated while I was over there. And then getting back... Um, it was, we got to this whole situation where um, uh, we had to, uh, we left our rental, we we're looking for a house to move into and, and buying a house, and then uh, had a big uh, issue with our landlord, which took up a lot of my mental energy um, for a couple months. Um, and so uh, it, it, the, the podcast is one of those things that really felt by the wayside, fell by the wayside. Not because I didn't want to do it, and I really wanted to finish out the trilogy. So I made a vow to myself when I was in the middle of all this stuff that I would get Revenge of the Sith edited and done before The Last Jedi came out. Um, and so that is what you are hearing now, almost a year after it was recorded. Um, and I guess the, the final question is, what are we going to continue doing Culture Zoo episodes? Um, I know, I think me and Rosalind would both like to, um, and I, we'd like to have other guests on. We'd like to continue having Zach on, um, when he's available, um, and other friends, but we also have some other ideas, um, for podcasts too. Um, so we may go off on some interesting tangents, uh, and, uh, we'll just see where it goes. It's not like we have a massive audience. Um, but we enjoy doing it and hopefully the few of you who are listening enjoy it as well. So thanks for hanging in there. Sorry for the long absence. And, uh, here is Revenge of the Sith. Across the land, evil should not have the upper hand. A podcast will kill this wicked blight. A mighty guild of geeks arise. Welcome to Culture Zood. Ep- Culture Zood. <laughs> Culture Zood. Culture Zood. Episode 28. I'm Levi. I'm Roslyn. And today we have. I'm Zach. Zach with us. That's right. You're joining us again because we are talking about the Star Wars prequels. So we have Revenge of the Sith. Um, so. I was 22 when this mm-hmm. came out. What year did you say it was? Uh, 2005. Five. And we all saw this together. Yeah. I was 16. We were just reminiscing and... before the podcast started. Um, you were 16, Ross? I was 16. Zach was 15. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. right. We're and yeah. we got in line at the downtown theater. Midnight Del showing. Midnight showing. And at this point, I had pretty... Uh, it, it had taken me... Because these movies came out about three years apart mm-hmm. each. Mm-hmm. And within the three years, 
I had pretty much realized that Attack of the Clones was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had gone from being like kind of irrationally like defending, it. defending it to it took me about three years. It, this kind of was the story of the prequels where like one would come out and come out and be like, that was great. And then by the time the next one came out, I was like, well, it's not going to be as bad as that last turd, you know, mm-hmm. but this one will redeem it. And this, this was kind of the attitude at this point too. Yeah. And um, I don't know, it was... I was so I was I was a little you know I was anticipating it I was hopeful yeah um, but uh, you know my my heart had been broken kind of <laughs> twice um, and yeah so I, it was it was an interesting we we mentioned that the film broke yeah. the the time we saw it that evening yeah the reel burnt up yeah um, they did give us all our money back which was nice and I think we only lost about two minutes of the movie because they 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 let us finish it yeah. we didn't have to right. go home um, but it was a good thing because it was during the thirty five minute lightsaber duel. <laughs> What we miss? <laughs> you missed him riding on a robot for through lava for a while. Scowling. Yeah. Um, well, that's actually an interesting. That actually really dates this movie because it's probably like it's you film. Would, it's yeah. film. It was actually film that we were seeing. It was a you projection know, on a projector mm-hmm. that burnt up. That wouldn't happen now. It wasn't an experience where your yeah. senses are flooded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unbelief. Yeah. Actually, it was. Yeah. I will say, I tried to watch this movie in. Uh, uh, th- I did have to watch it in three installments, and each night um, I could not go to sleep. Oh, um, I just kept seeing like purple lasers. <laughs> Weird, um, like because wow. it's so light. It's just so much, and especially yeah. the first night because I turned it off pretty much right after the opening battle, mm-hmm. and it's just color. It is just yeah. obnoxious yeah. visually. Yeah. So much going. Yeah. Do you remember anything else from the, that showing? I remember just a few guys. There were some people in costume there, obviously. Was there, I feel like there was a lightsaber duel beforehand. Wasn't there? You know, I don't so, know. I don't yeah. remember. Really? Yeah. I remember people heckling us from the side, from the bar across the street. I Oh, that, yeah. I do remember that. I also remember um, like talking, I think it was this movie, talking with like one of the most like classic nerdiest guys I've ever met. It may be the same guy that I'm thinking of. And was he, he in Regalia? Yeah, I think he was in like a Jedi outfit. Yeah, and he had a really, it was like the first time I saw like a really expensive lightsaber yeah. replica. Yeah. You yeah, know, it was those like glass? Are, yeah, yeah, it had like yeah, this glass tube, you know. Um, and I do also remember, this was, it's interesting because this, this was the first time I ever t- had someone, uh, I ever took a photo with the cell phone. Ah. How weird is this? Okay, I just remember because I was in line with some people and I had a flip top phone wow. that actually let you take a photo. Yeah. It was the first time I ever tried to send it off my phone, right. email it, you know, and I like, I was trying to figure out like, and I actually yeah. sent it to someone 30 off minutes my later. Phone. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, you huh. know, you're like <laughs> on this little flip yeah. top thing yeah. with a terrible resolution. The but, razor. Wow. Yeah, so that was kind of where that photo is. That'd be no fun, cool to find yeah. somewhere. Yeah. So all these, I mean, that was a long time ago. I mean, a lot has changed yeah. since then, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah. So, okay. So I guess we can dive right into the film. So our hopes were high and the opening crawl. Let's, uh, let's talk about the opening crawl a little bit. I think already we're kind of off to a better start with this opening crawl. Uh, compared to the previous two ones. Yeah. Because I think, I, I don't remember, but the previous one, the Phantom Menace was about the taxation of trade routes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second one was about a vote in the Senate. Mm-hmm. So this one actually has war right. in the title. Yes. Yeah, it starts off, WAR! <laughs> you know. Is war in all caps? Like the Grand Army of the <laughs> no. Class? I was or? noticed that there's no all caps in this one there's either. There's no spelling errors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I felt like this was a better start with the crawl, mm-hmm. you know, except... 
there was a few things that jumped out at me um, where it says there are heroes on both sides. I thought that's a little bit philosophical mm-hmm. for the opening crawl. Mm-hmm. Like, there's heroes on both sides. Yeah. It's General like, Grievous, what a hero. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like, well, yeah, I think it might be like trying to justify that this whole war is is a sham or something or like the, the people yeah. that are on, like, okay, so the separatists are being used. Maybe that's what it's trying yeah, to Yeah, but like. you know, I don't look at uh, Goebbels as a hero, even though he was a high-ranking Nazi yeah, official Nazi. in yeah, right. the Fourth Reich. <laughs> exactly. Um, he was certainly... Yeah, you know, no opening to World War II is like, there's heroes on both sides. <laughs> right, that's true because... Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, I mean, one thing that jumped out at me at the opening title crawls, it says, The Republic is crumbling by continual attacks by the ruthless Count Dooku. The Republic seems to be doing really well to me. And, and maybe <laughs> yeah. not politically, yeah. but... Every planet or scene in Coruscant, mm-hmm. it looks like it's doing it's really well. Considering they have a battle going on above, above them, them, like yeah. life goes on as normal down below. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also yeah, so thought, how is the Republic crumbling? Well, I also what? thought it was funny too that they mentioned. Well, I think infrastructure-wise, it's crumbling. But mm-hmm. I thought it was funny that they mentioned Count Dooku and General Grievous. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of the three villains are killed within the first half of the movie. Well, that's the thing. General Grievous, first off, is an entirely new villain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're like, who's General Grievous? Yeah. And he's a major, like, it's a major plot point in this film, but they didn't even introduce him up until the opening crawl here right. in the third movie. And the Clone Wars weren't really a thing, right? They came out after this, like the car- cartoon. Yeah, so the first, and this is one of the funky things, too, is General Grievous was, like, officially first, like, if you're a major nerd, you're going to see General Grievous the first time in a cartoon. That came series that came out in between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Okay, okay. Um, and that's where they kind of introduced his character. Um, and they're these like short, like five minute cartoons that come out, um, and they're animated and um, like hand drawn, and they're actually really good. Have you ever I seen them? I remember you telling not, me about no. them. No, they're really good. They're by the guy who did Samurai Jack, so they're very stylized, um, but but really good. And General Grievous is like this total awesome, you know, hero. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, he's in this, in these things, he's like terrifying. Like mm-hmm. the Jedi are terrified of him. Like no one can beat him, mm-hmm. you know? And he's just this like killing machine that is super mysterious. And like, you know, he's like the answer to the Jedi. All of these films have the ultimate bad guy, which is the emperor. But in addition to that, there's the sidekick, be him Darth Vader in episodes four, five, and six, Darth Maul in episode one, or Count Dooku in episode two. So we're always trying to work with a sidekick, an apprentice to the Dark Lord. And yet in this movie, his character is completely different. Hmm. Well, is, do they explain in that, um, is he literally just a head? They don't no, really that explain. Was he has some I looked it in my book. But if but if you're if all you have is a head, why does it matter if you right. have a heart here? Why not just right. be a disembodied head? Well, he he has some vital organs and some part of his he has his brain and some of his head. Yeah, is what they say. In and this in this book, book in this movie, he seems like to come across much more like a like a guy who's all bluster, but not really that good. You know, mm-hmm. like he runs away a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, he he's not very. He's not really that scary. Like, he gets, you know, he gets taken out fairly easily, yeah. you know. Um, and he's, he. You, you never have any sense that the Jedi are scared of him or that, like, this is the real right. guy we've got to figure out how to defeat. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I I don't know. I thought it was, a, it was weird, that transition. I expected him to be much more like this formidable foe. Hmm. Um, and it's just odd that you have, like, a major villain who's just kind of thrown in. And... 
Well, like they, they had they killed Dooku, and they couldn't reveal the well, Emperor, so they I, had I'm to I'm just like, okay, else. why did you not just, like, not kill off Darth Maul? Like, yeah. why not have some right. thorough line through this series right. of, like, oh, you killed my master, now we're going to face off again, or something yeah. like that. Because you know? it, it makes it seem like... <laughs> it's like, like these villains just, yeah. Boop, 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 yeah, just pop up. There's too many little Sith coming yeah. out. Yeah. Well, and remember the, the mystery it kind of evokes in yeah. the opening title crawl of Empire Strikes Back, how it says, Darth Vader, oh, Darth Vader's still around, right. okay, yeah. not a surprise. Yeah. He's become obsessed with finding Luke Skywalker yeah. so a villain we're familiar yeah, with totally. with we're a mysterious of, goal yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. yeah imagine if they just like killed off Darth Vader yeah. in the first one and, the, and just like, like keep, on, keep on reinducing introducing yeah. these villains like yeah. right and, <laughs> and it's interesting when you look behind the scenes like I think he really wanted someone like super scary and super mm-hmm. creepy mm-hmm. you know he want that was you know what Lucas was telling all his designers to come make up him with. scary yeah, yeah. scary scary <laughs> alright <laughs> what scares you right? Alien. Death. The death. eyes, I would say most people are afraid of death. Yeah. And death like imagery. And I, I think what made Alien scary was no eyes, like teeth. But this thing no, has to act. No face. It's not oh, yeah, I know, that's what I'm saying. That's what was scary. Most people are afraid of insects. Insects, yeah, eyes, mandibles, teeth like that. Yeah, and he didn't seem like a, he was opposed to it actually being a droid or not being right. a droid too, so it, it could be a number of things. As long as it's scary. That's yeah. scary, you know. And Maybe uh, it really isn't that scary. Well, not the way he's played. No. Yeah, his personality is like, you know, is just kind of comical. Kind of he's like mustache twirly villain. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of He's like someone showy. who would tie a woman to a train track, <laughs> you know, or something like that. Okay. Uh, anyway, so anyway, that's a little bit, it's jumping ahead. So we have the opening scene and... Um, say I actually really like the opening shot of this film. Yeah, I think this first like long take is like it's the first time in the prequels I feel like where he did something pretty visually Mm -hmm. exciting. I loved it. What do you think, Zach? I I mean, I think it's, I guess, impressive that it's kind of one long shot, but I I, I visually, it's just, you know, until they actually do a a shot of Anakin and Obi-Wan's face, I had no Mm -hmm. idea who was who. (laughs) What's going on? You know, this this crazy chaotic battle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's, um, that's my notes. I said, yeah, I love the opening shot. But the screen gets way crowded quickly. And I think I Very liked busy. it because it, it starts off actually really simple. Right. Where you just, you just have, have this one ship. And the cool planet two, in the Yeah, you have this kind of nice composite shot composition. Then you have the two ships come in. Then it gets really intense. Mm-hmm. But then after that point, you're kind of like, it's like video game madness yes. there you know it uh, it just gets so crowded well but. and Roslyn you said playing it in the background that was my first question was does the battle take place directly above Coruscant I think that's what it is so going all on. the debris yeah. is falling onto a <laughs> right. planet that we know is a Being giant dangerous. city yeah. I'm gonna have the battle over here <laughs> right. Yeah. right just get out of the gravitational pull <laughs> yeah. of Coruscant yeah this 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 whole situation is actually very, very strange to me. Like, yeah. and, and I have more thoughts on this. Like, um, what the heck are you know? What is going on here? As far right. as what, what, why is Palpatine kidnapped? So, yeah. So that's the thing. Right. Is and Palpatine's the, the, kidnapped. The yeah. Chancellor has been kidnapped. Yeah. And apparently, what is happening with this battle is the bad guys or the separatists have made this bold move of sending their entire fleet right to the home base. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like if someone pulled up right to Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. jumped into the White House, you know, Grabbed. kidnapped the president, yeah. and then we had a big battle on, like, the Capitol steps right. to get the president back. 
Because they don't retreat. That's the funny thing is they don't run away with Palpatine. He's like still right there. Well, I don't know why they jump. Well, that's because that's Palpatine's plan. This whole movie is Palpatine's long con. Your overconfidence is your weakness. Your faith in your friends is yours. (laughs) Faith in your mama. What was that? I said, your mama's so fat, Jabba the Hutt said, damn! Well, your mother's so ugly, she put the ug in ugnot. Oh, your mama fight! Your mama's so stupid, she spent all day saying, damn not, to R2! Your mother is so fat that Ben Kenobi said, that's no mood. That's your mama. Your mama's so dumb, she thought Jar Jar comes with pickles, pickles. Your mother is so stupid, she she thinks a lightsaber has fewer calories. It's light. Like it's it's light, like calorie, like light means that there's not a lot of calories and it's good. Let's get to, okay. let's get there because because okay. yeah because there's a few points of this yeah where I'm just like what okay but we, can, we can, yeah I know it's hard to resist coming into yeah. that but it doesn't make sense and the other thing is it seems like from the opening crawl that this is a secret plan to go yes grab the so Anna, so we see our two him. heroes Obi Wan and Anakin and they're you know flying uh, through this massive battle that's happening mm-hmm. between the Republic and the Separatists above Coruscant lock on to Amartu Master General Grievous's ship is directly ahead the one crawling with vulture droids Oh, I see it. Oh, this is going to be easy. Their, like, mission is to get the Chancellor back. And it's like this sneaky little mission. Sneak, yeah, sneak in, steal the Chancellor, right? Um, And this, it takes them forever to get to the ship. It's kind of the first thing I thought. This whole opening scene is really long. Yeah, it's It's probably like 10, 15 minutes. 20 minutes more like, I feel like. Yeah, it's, and it's, and there's little things like, okay, so they're they're flying through this battle. They have... um, they have a bunch of clones. There's like a real progression of obstacles for them to even get to the ship. Um, where you have like, you know, Both ships. Destroyed. Yeah, ships attacking you. Yeah. Then you have missiles that they have to outmaneuver. Yeah. And then you have vulture droids. Yeah. Buzz, buzz droids? Buzz droids. Buzz, well, there's vulture droids. And, and buzz droids. And buzz, buzz yes. droids are the ones that yeah. look like a cracked egg. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like as I'm watching this, I feel like there's a few things that I, I felt like the tone was a bit more right as mm-hmm. far as how they were talking. Yeah, because they kind of like have that a little bit of banter. There's there's like, some stuff where you you see like glimmers of like oh we're gonna actually think about like how their characters would behave mm-hmm. here. Um, like Obi Wan's much more like we're not gonna do anything fancy. Anakin's like doing all this like fancy flying yeah. and stuff, you know. And so I was as I watched this, I was like okay, I can see that they're trying to do some characters as like reflected through their their dialogue and their actions here. And yeah. It's a nice effort. Right away they're trying to establish that they're not enemies. No, that was they're the trying thing. Trying to do yeah. a buddy, yeah. But it at was the same such time, a it... change from Attack of the Clones. Yeah, where it's like this weird. Where they just like hate each other's mm-hmm. guts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this one they're just like old oh, buddy, old pal, you. You know, it's like that's yeah, and that's a running it. theme with Anakin's character for the first half of the movie. Yeah, it's just like a man crush on Obi Wan. Well, and just that he's just generally more likable. Yeah. Yes, uh, but I think that they try, but they don't exactly succeed. There's like I, I don't know. It's not a they don't. Here's pull off here's the a funny thing. thing is I was thinking about this like. 
why wouldn't the, why didn't the prequels like begin here? Right. Yes. Like you literally could have begun right here and made this like spend way because that's that's one of the themes I kept coming back to is like really like you could begin it right be at perfect. this point yeah. where you have a mature Anakin and Obi Wan, mm-hmm. you know, and peers, you see them go through their adventures and be these yeah, great friends. Exactly, and make the first movie them mm-hmm. at this point of their relationship. Mm-hmm. It'd be you cool. Know? Um, like you could basically split up the three acts of this movie into the f- the prequels mm-hmm. and throw out. I mean, it's so hilarious how disconnected the Phantom Menace is from the events of this movie. Right. I mean, it is like so tangentially related. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, you chose to begin this here. Okay. Um, anyway, so uh, so they do make it to their their whole goal is to get to General Grievous's ship before yes. they do. So what I found really funny is that um, you know as uh, the Buzz droids are on Obi Wan's ship. Um, Obi-Wan is apparently willing to die for the <laughs> Chancellor, a guy who he's very, who they suspicious all are suspicious of. <laughs> he literally... Get out of here! There's nothing more you can do. I'm not leaving without you, man. The mission! Get to the command ship. Get the chancellor. So, by all, so Obi Wan's willing to sacrifice himself <laughs> for so can, I know, I'm just like, And then everything after that is this guy. We need to get him out of here. Why are you even That's going true. to rescue him? Yeah, I know. And like, it was like their you plan. Know, problem solved. Yeah, actually, actually just yeah. Like, yeah. 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 it's a blessing in disguise if you think about it. It would. It would be the perfect. <laughs> solution. The Jedi want to get him out of power. That's true. So Their whole why thing is like, the Chancellor's amassing all these yeah. illegal powers. Yeah. He's taking like over he, the He's Senate. been in the Senate yeah. too long. Yeah. He's, wow, why did they rescue him? It cracked me up. I was like, you know, somebody gave me a mission to go rescue, like, my worst enemy. Right. Yeah. Just right. come on without me. You know, just get him. You gotta get to him. You gotta see his smiling face again. That's really funny. His leering, evil face. Yeah. Uh, that's a great point. And also, this this section of the movie is almost all... All the dialogue is original trilogy callbacks. This is where the fun begins. Let the past between us. I'm hit! Oh, I have a bad feeling about this. Wow, okay, like, there's... They're squeezing in as many callbacks as they could. Um, so, we get to um, the... I think this is where we first see General Grievous at this point, right? Yeah. What's the situation, Captain? Two Jedi have landed in the main hangar bay. We're tracking them. Oh, okay, so why does the Nemoidian not have a racist Asian accent? I noticed that. Did you guys notice that? They did cut that out. Do you think it was like... <laughs> Being sorry for their racist accents, or if they yeah, he had just like a normal American accent. You know, <laughs> you know what's so funny though is he says that, and 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 Grievous says, just as Count Dooku predicted. <laughs> My question was, if Count Dooku, Count Dooku predicted this, why didn't he do more to stop it? <laughs> right. Right. No. Two Jedi are gonna land in the main. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're such a genius. <laughs> Maybe we close the doors right. before they land. <laughs> yeah, that's there's there's a lot of stuff like yeah. you can just shoot the shields down in a right. little ship. Yeah, in like that little tiny ship you shoot them down. But I think I mean this the plan is just like remember how convoluted the plan was in Attack of the Clones where we're like so they wanted Obi-Wan to get to the planet to discover the clones to do this. So I think this is also pretty convoluted where yeah. Sidious wants them 
to come so they kill Dooku so Anakin can be the next So Sidious Sith. was like, Dooku, great job yeah. predicting it, but yeah. you know what? You can take them on your own. Yeah. Let them like, come. Yeah. There, there are problems with that, though. As we go through the movie, there's problems that contradict his okay. quote-unquote plan. And I do okay. think this is interesting. Uh, just one point. to it. it seems like the events of, ta- of Attack of the Clones... As far as the last, you know, third of the movie have like were totally inconsequential. Like it's not like they really like mm. they had they won this major battle, but it had no. I mean, it right. doesn't seem to have had any consequence. Right. Too. Except they're using the clones now to battle. The yeah, they're just like, hey, the we use the clones yeah. now, yeah. but the the actual events had no. Like the Geonosis yeah, stuff no. didn't really do anything. It's, it's just not like Duke they don't have any droids But then he's killed in this movie in the yeah. first. Yeah. Um. So. Um, they, this is, we enter General Grievous and then they get in an elevator and they defeat all the, I mean, it's almost hilarious how bad the droids are at their job. I mean, they, but there's so many points where it's, it's almost insulting because they could kill them at so many points. It's not like... Mm -hmm. The Jedi always make it impossible for them to do it, but right. they'll be like, hands up, Jedi. Right, like when they walk into they the walk elevator. They walk into this elevator, point blank shot. Kill them. But they like have this code that they refuse to shoot a Jedi. Drop your weapon. I said drop him. I had a little bit of like, I, I started thinking about those droids, like philosophically, yeah. like, why do they build into them like fear of being killed? Yeah. Um, it's yeah. just interesting, like, how they program these droids, if they're battle droids. Yeah. Because it shows them, like, running away at one point being like, ah, like, like kind of <laughs> yeah. like a Jar Jar kind yeah. of a thing. And I'm like, it's it's interesting to program a battle droid to be afraid for its life, right? And like, Or to program R2 to have a sense of humor. Right. <laughs> you know I mean, it's right. like they, they yeah, or C C3P would be fearful, yeah. Right. All these things. Yeah. It's yeah. a good point, Ross. And it, and like why would you program them to ask a Jedi to put their hands up? Right. You know, that doesn't make any sense. It's just like the, yeah, they're very odd, you know. And they're never any threat. I mean, stormtroopers are kind of never any threat too. So, yeah, but Star Wars theme, yeah. I guess. Um, I liked the the elevator scene. There's a few things like really quickly. This movie starts to show its cracks. Yeah. I feel like um, with how much is digital. Hmm. Um, so little things like you know they they have these moments of just complete loss of physics. You mm-hmm. know where they'll have this digital character flying around, um, and then little lazy bits like when they stop the elevator, the elevator grinds to a halt, and then it cuts yeah. to them inside the elevator, and they don't react at all. Mm. You know, so they're just like standing there. There's not like any jolts or anything, yeah. but there's this massive jolt outside. Well, probably because it was done so at such different times. Yeah, you know and what I mean? it's just like it's it's like one of those lazy kind yeah. of details. I'm like, oh, you didn't because they do it at other times when the yeah. elevator starts. They have this massive reaction, yeah. huh. but then in that in that bit, um, it uh, they don't react. Um, what even happens in this well, scene? Well, so to... Obi-Wan is talking to R2 about the elevator. Yeah. And do you, I, I'm just curious, do you guys think that Obi-Wan expects a reply from R2? Because he's saying... Moving R2, activate elevator 31177. Come in, R2. Do you copy it? R2, activate the elevator number... 31154. R2, can you hear me? R2, R2. Shut down. And it's like, what did Obi-Wan expect? Can R2 talk back? Can R2 talk back? Why is he saying, can you hear me? Can you hear me over and over again? Yeah, that's a good point. And 
Yeah, then R2 takes out those two battle droids. Right, Which, and my thought on that was, was R2 lighting the droids on fire some sort of weird foreboding for mm. Anakin's impending <laughs> death by fire? Because right. I'm watching it, I'm like, this looks familiar. Oh, yes, it happens in the end of the movie. Yeah, that's and is this supposed to be funny? Like and it, it was it was very bizarre. Yeah, it is. It is. It's one of those things where R2 feels so kind of fake yeah is is the weird part if you watch him in the original trilogy he's so grounded <laughs> you know where it's it's clear that they're like he's they're he's, he's very solid he's something roll they have to make a track for him yeah. to roll around and in this thing he's like flying through the air you know he leaps out yeah. and you he know stares no problem yeah <laughs> exactly it's it's funny just how like non uh, practical he feels in this um so we get to uh they they find palpatine chancellor you all right? And I, the one thing I saw in this was like, it seems like Palpatine likes twirly chairs. <laughs> this is a consistent theme with I him. I must have a twirly chair. It's, oh, he always is twirling <laughs> in his chair. Good chair, good chair. Nice lumbar support. Great view of utter blackness. <laughs> like the first thing is like, this, and like, that's like the consistent theme of his character is like every office, even like when he's captive, he has to have a twirly chair. He's like how like Beyonce like demands certain things for her dressing room. He's like, I, I want the curl- twirly chair. Twirly chair, please. But it's funny because he's a captive and even has a twirly chair that he's in control of. <laughs> nice jail cell. Yeah, that. I know. It's pretty awesome. I want a skylight <laughs> so I can see the battle. Um, any thoughts on our first, uh, on uh, our introduction of uh, Emperor Palpatine? Not that name. Or Dooku? Or or Count Dooku? Pal- no, uh, Palpatine. Chancellor Palpatine here. So they, they walk up to him, mm. Chancellor Palpatine, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, Count Dooku. Get help, you're no match for him. He's a Sith Lord. Chancellor Palpatine, Sith Lords are our speciality. Throwing the blame of the Sith Lord. Yeah, and just Obi-Wan's complete, you know, just just lack of fear. I mean, when you think about... He's very confident. Yeah, when you think about the grit of, you know, the original of of Luke, you know, uh, or even even the Obi-Wan-Darth Vader fight, the build-up, the the talking. There's no smiles. There's no jokes cracked before. Yeah. You know, I mean, these are... Three men about to, you know, go well, it kill is each funny other. because the last time they met, they all got their butts kicked. Anakin lost his arm. They're like, Sith Lords are our speciality. I know! <laughs> they didn't know. do very well last time. You know, Obi Wan is <sighs> not the greatest Jedi. Well, well and he gets his butt kicked again. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, every single time he's like out of the fight immediately. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's that's one of the frustrating things about this is it's like they, it's either like either he's um, terrible or if the plot demands that he win, he's great. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like there's it's very inconsistent, right. you know, and yes. Right. Yeah, I mean, he yeah, it's very odd. So they're very confident. Um, Anakin says, my powers have doubled since the last time we met, Ooh. Count. <laughs> my powers have, oh, you, you know what my favorite thing was is uh, we'll take him together this time. I was about to say that. Yeah. And this is a classic Lucas writing. It's like, you know, they're referencing a previous film that we just saw. Why not just have Anakin nod knowingly? Do we really have to have him say, I was about to say that? You know, because Obviously, last time when you didn't take him together, it didn't work out. <laughs> I was about to say we'll take him together again this time too, Master. <laughs> I was about to say that. 
There's there's a lot of doubling going on in this. He goes twice the pride, double the fall. <laughs> my powers are cut off. Yeah. I get double my hands cut off. I, my I have, powers of my double. My powers of double. You know, tripling. Kaushiku looks more CGI than ever. Oh yeah. Well, that's like it's so when he flips like, off the balcony. Oh, it's hilarious. Even his entrance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what you couldn't have him walk? Is he that old? <laughs> They just like had Christopher Lee face. saying all his lines and like had a digital body. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so choices like that are like mm-hmm. show, I feel like, how inept, oddly enough, like it is. Just like, why not have him slowly walk down the stairs? Right. Like, there's a nice he way to build need some to tension. He doesn't down the stairs. It, it looks so fake where yeah. you see, you just like, it makes your brain go, oh, fake. Mm-hmm. You know, just little things like that. Um, I don't know. And again, this is one of those things. Uh, so this fight begins, you know, they start, they start throwing down and this is a, this is a consistent theme I've seen with the prequels, especially where it seems like in the brainstorming session or in Lucas's mind, he's like, you know, it'd be awesome. Two Jedis fighting one Sith Lord or like a guy with four lightsabers fighting. Nice. It's so dense. Every single image has so many things going on. Before we had to do miniatures and stop motion. And now we can do things that were unthinkable before. Which we haven't seen before. In Phantom Menace, there were four or five Jedi. In this one, there are four or five hundred Jedi. We've never seen that before. There's always been a couple of Jedi fighting each other. And then he, he like doesn't know how to stage it. So what he quickly does is take someone out of action uh, because yeah. you can't. He can't actually figure out like, well, how would you know uh, yeah. one guy fight two Jedi? Like this happens twice in a row with Dooku in the previous film, where yeah. it's like quickly Obi Wan yeah. like just kind of like falls down. Yeah, you know, he doesn't even fall that hard. He's just like. Done. And then Anakin gets fried by lightning. You know, yeah. and so it's it's like you yeah. know, there's all this like buildup of like we're gonna see a double, and then they're like, oh no, we can't really do this. So mm. quickly take him out. You know? And my thought on Obi Wan's defeat was shouldn't he be crushed to death by that thing that <laughs> he like gets his butt padded by he, it. right, like, like a slowly he, falls he, on his side. He, he would be crushed from the waist down <laughs> right if it really was crushing him enough to pin him well, there so he would be it was an entire damaged. two ton upper level yeah I mean yeah, that's true you know and it just kind of moves his body to <laughs> and then long. when like Anakin lifts it I, I was wondering is he using the force or is it really just lightly laying well, on him to and me, he just kind of slowly picks it yeah, up yeah and another question I had about this is like why does Dooku not just constantly 100% of the time use the force push? Like why sure, like, even boom, bother boom, boom, boom. Why even bother with the lightsaber combat because yeah, the agree. force push works so well. Yeah, cuz you get the push, lightsaber yeah. out of your range. And there's numerous times in this where I was like, why do Jedi even have this lightsaber thing mm-hmm. like you just out force push someone? Yeah. And you're set. Same with Yoda and Palpatine because yeah. Yoda just kicks his butt, yeah. you know, pushing him back into his chair. Yeah. Which, let's be real, a man of Palpatine's age should have died yeah. by that. <laughs> my hips. But, yeah, but, uh, you know, yeah. why do they then engage in a lightsaber right. duel when yeah. you just force, force push, push each other. Yeah. you know? Or the lightning. Like, just yeah. trumpet will... I mean, you can deflect the lightning, I guess, but... Yeah, but, I mean, it's... Because that's how he defeats Obi-Wan here is just force pushes him and throws him down. But he never even tries it on Anakin. And we never even see, like, how would a Jedi block a force push? Yeah. There's well, no... you see um, Anakin and Obi-Wan that's true. They force do pushing each other. Yeah. Which so is maybe that's the way you block a force push. You have to you force counter push force push it. So yeah. maybe when you're a really powerful Sith, you, you know, when their guard's down and they're not remembering to block force push, right. uh, that's when you break it out. Yeah. Just because, like, boom. Yeah, like, I've got him really engaged in yeah. this lightsaber yeah. duel. Now's yeah. a good time to <laughs> Exactly. I mean, it works amazingly well on Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think it's very strong because when Yoda force pushes the two guards at yeah. the end, like, he force pushes 
pushes them into the wall, and they're like down for the count. They're like, we're like, getting back. Maybe yeah. he just stopped their hearts from beating. <laughs> <laughs> he crushed Loaded their, their hearts from the inside. <laughs> That's a grim thought. Um, can we talk about Palpatine's reactions to this fight? Yeah, interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I kind of feel like a little bit. What's this guy's name again? I'm totally blanking. Ian McDermott. Ian McDermott. Like, I loved him in the previous two films. But I feel like he kind of lost <laughs> yeah. it in this one a little bit. A little bit, do you think? Because he's like this great actor, but then I, he made some interesting choices. <laughs> <laughs> made some really interesting choices. Right, ladies. No. 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 You are the guy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> or how about we're jumping ahead here, but during this fight with Mace Windu, this one oh, through, it's man. a visual, it's a visual medium. But when he goes, <laughs> when he does the, the jab at Mace Windu, he kind of purses his lips and smiles. And I'm like, I, I know you're evil and you're enjoying it, now, buddy. But it just seems like it seems like he was like George. Should I? And he's like, whatever you want, it just go for like, it more. Yeah, right. I, it almost feels like he's trying to compensate for how flat everything mm-hmm. else at least is. Because he's, he's a theater yeah. actor. So yeah. they're like very like showy and like it's hilarious how weird his performance mm-hmm. is, but it's actually kind of fun to watch. I right. feel like yeah. Where, but it's it's very. But he kind of plays it back and forth, where like yeah. he gets really like overly emotive, and then yeah. sometimes he's really subdued. Yeah, and, and subtle. Kind of so in all so. seriousness, no, seriousness though, what a vocal range. Yeah, yeah. I mean he goes yeah. from the end yeah. so yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, I know. He's, he's a good actor. It was just some maybe a little direction. It, it, the, the weird. The weird Good. <laughs> yeah, a little direct. <laughs> if you don't do it like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, that was the thing. I was just trying to picture him like, can you like react happily mm-hmm. to that? Like that, the fact that Obi-Wan killed a, uh, a droid and he's like, yeah. you know, and he's like, perfect. That's a wrap. You know, like maybe just smile right. or something. Um, it is just funny. Whenever they cut to his reactions, mm-hmm. they're just all odd. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. Um, other reaction shots that made me laugh in this, um, Dooku's reaction when he gets his hand cut off. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the first of funny reactions when someone gets a limb chopped off in this movie. But he looks like he grabbed a hot plate or a plate that was too hot. <laughs> Where his face is like, whoa, that's pretty hot. Because he's like, has this like, whoa, kind of. Let's talk about hand removals in Star Wars. So, (laughs) The Empire Strikes Back. (laughs) Mace Windu. Oh! Okay, but somehow Count Dooku. It's a second. It's off. <laughs> All I'm getting at is getting a limb cut off is painful, even if it's cauterized by a lightsaber. Yeah. Right. Why is Count Dooku just? <laughs> it does. Look I'm like, like, dude, you would be like. It looks like it's hotter than he expected. Is like the reaction he got. Like, ooh, ooh, <laughs> Anakin's really kicking my butt here. <laughs> hot plate, hot plate. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it looks like. He should be carrying. Um, yeah, any other thoughts on the Dooku? Well, okay, I, I had to give Christopher Lee props when um, when Palpatine says to kill him. Yeah. His face when he looks at Palpatine is like 
so dead on to me okay. because he's betrayed. Like yeah. he didn't think he wasn't in on the plan. Yeah. You know, and he looks at him like, you're going to kill me now. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty cool because you see how evil Palpatine is. And like, like you see Dooku's humanity a little mm-hmm. bit, who was, who was a Jedi. So probably has maybe some honor or something. I don't know. And like some sort of a code yeah. where he's so betrayed. And I just thought that was a great look yeah. from Christopher Lee. And like, I think we talked about, he understands these movies pretty well. Or yeah. So. Well, the other thing I felt like with <clears throat> it was a little bit frustrating because after he gets his hands cut off, he's so docile too. <laughs> he can't like, force push. Well, he can't lightning. What can he do? You could. I would think you could try force pushing yeah, even the without force your is hands. A li- look at Darth Vader. Yeah. He has no limbs. Uh, yeah. He has no extremities, and he can seem. To it's like people. he's like, well, I'm out of this. Like I'm That's about true. the mercy, of, and he just sits there forever. You'd think he'd like try to get away a little bit. Time for me to return. Yeah. <laughs> Let's pick this up. Later. I don't know. Maybe it's the shock of losing your hands. You're, <laughs> You're just like, like, well, I'm done. Well, my thought was, though, is Anakin is pretty close to killing him, and then yeah. Palpatine's suddenly in on it. Yeah. I'd be like, dude. <laughs> or then I'd be like, we're on the same team. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's like, he doesn't why reveal Palpatine, which yeah, I thought that was point, interesting. At that point, loyal to the end. Yeah, <laughs> like he's loyal to the dark. Yeah. side that much that he doesn't reveal Palpatine he like just takes it yeah, in you stride think be like, that, before you yeah. cut my head off he's the Sith Lord <laughs> he's the Sith Lord yeah, put it like together kind of, kid yeah. you know beg for his life a little yeah um, Anakin has after um, after so so Dooku's died do it He, he executes him kind of, you know, yeah, shadily. He, yeah, he cuts off his head. He, and this is the first of Anakin's kill and regret moments. Mm-mm. Where he's like, he kills someone. He's like, I shouldn't have done that. That was a bummer. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. It's not the Jedi way. <laughs> Oddly enough, he doesn't have that after he kills a bunch of kids. But... Well, he feels very justified in that. Yeah. <laughs> like, that one well, felt I great. Definitely <laughs> that stand one by. sits well. <laughs> He was at least a little conflicted, but yeah. there seems to be no repercussions in f- from him killing Count Dooku. Yeah. In fact, yeah. there's a lot of glory. <laughs> so, so why were you conflicted? The Jedi seem to be very right. pleased, especially Obi-Wan. Jedi yeah. morality is very strange. Right. Like, they go around, like, slaughtering yeah. clones, mm-hmm. slaughtering, like, Whoever's they slop it off the yeah. limbs and heads and all this kind of stuff. And yet then, like, they have these moments of, well, you know, like... Yeah, I would just... not the Jedi way. What is is the the Jedi Jedi way? I thought that too because, I mean, this is jumping ahead a little bit, but when Anakin slaughters like all the Nemoidians or or Vader slaughters the Nemoidians on the lava planet... Just call him Anakin. Anakin. (laughs) I know, it's not It's showing at the same time like... It, like is cutting between other people ki- like yeah. Anakin or Obi-Wan killing people and so I'm like why is this so much worse like you've slaughtered people a lot yeah. of times why is slaughtering these people so much yeah, worse yeah the Jedi aren't like people? Batman where they're like we yeah, take we don't to jail kill. we don't kill yeah they I mean, kill all the, the time yeah um the one thing I noticed was that apparently Anakin loves to tell his sand people story yeah, to people yeah. remember what you told me about your mother and the sand people kind of like his <laughs> if I was Anakin and I shared <laughs> a horrific dude. memory with somebody and they were like hey remember what you told me they're like dude don't, don't. Like, why are you bringing that up yeah, and how we have to have a little callback to the noise it's so cheesy I know I'm like yeah, that was on. weird what was that remember noise remember what you told me about the sand people and then we hear a noise of right. a sound people <laughs> I was kind of curious about that yeah. 
Yeah, like, and I'd love to see that conversation. Was it another one of like, I killed them, every <laughs> single one of them? Yeah, why is Anakin telling everybody? <laughs> Does he tell Obi Wan? Yeah. Does he tell like the waiter, like the bar or the bartender? I picture that being like a trump card to be like kind of trying to like make him feel special. Like it you is. Know, like, yeah, it's this not is something yeah. bad I did. And yeah. So look, can we talk about Dooku as a character yeah. really quick? Yeah. Dooku. So, kind of in and out pretty quick for the series <laughs> yeah. is, uh, you know... The end um, of one movie, the beginning of the other. I feel like this is the first clue, as if we did... Not the first clue. One of many clues that Lucas was kind of flying by the seat of his pants as right. he plotted these things. He's like, we got Christopher <clears throat> Lee. Let's use him for something. He doesn't... What purpose does he serve as a character? Like, he's just... He shows up at the end of Clones, mm -hmm. and then he's killed at the beginning of Sith. Mm -hmm. Like... Yeah. Why why even introduce him? Right. Like why not make him the main bad? Right. If Just like around. stick with one mm -hmm. bad guy. But you introduce Grievous, you know, he's killed right off here. Then you have like Grievous kind of be the big bad of this film. Mm -hmm. Was it established in the Phantom Menace that a Sith can only have one apprentice? Well, always two there are. Okay, always so are we to think that he had Darth Maul, who in my opinion was way more of a big baddie? Than yeah, he was two. kind of a cool big bad. So then he adopts seventy-five-year-old Christopher Lee <laughs> to be his, his apprentice. Yeah. Well, slim pickings. <laughs> and Dooku oh. simultaneously is training a non-Jedi in the Jedi arts and right. yeah. in General Grievous. General Grievous does not have the Force. Yeah, right. he just knows how to use lightsabers. Right. Yeah. Very, very convoluted. Right. So Grievous, that may have been like kind of like a sly, like on the side kind of a thing. Well, he was training Grievous. I, I maybe. It just is not clear is, is kind of the point. And it's just, you never really get any sense of, you know, there, there's no, um, there's no history between the characters, really. I mean, there is a little bit because he beat them in the last confrontation. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's not... Like, like if you had kept... Like, a major improvement to this whole series would have been if you had just let Maul live at the end of that. Then there would be some history between the characters because mm -hmm. Maul killed Obi-Wan's master. Mm -hmm. So, there, right there, you have some, some more emotional stakes mm -hmm. in these fights. <clears throat> There's really no... Nothing emotional going on at all right. with between Dooku. It's just and, like business. Yeah, it's just like okay, you know, here's the boss that we have to be. You know, we, he got us last time. Now we have to get him. Um, I just feel like he's a real waste of a character. Right, especially Christopher Lee. He's a real waste of Christopher can Lee. Can really emote and be so like if you give him charismatic. Yeah. If you give him some lines, like he will yeah. deliver. He's a very half-hearted Sith too. He never kills Obi Wan. Yeah. He gives him a little ding on the arm and on, on the, the bottom knee. actually. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then he force pushes him away yeah. and apparently doesn't crush him with the awning that should have killed him. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know he doesn't kill Anakin in Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, he's not menacing. Yeah. And they, they kind of gave him this whole weird backstory in Clones, where he was like a Jedi once, trained by Yoda, mm -hmm. fell away. We don't know why he fell away. Right, why we he... have no idea what his reasoning was. Is he still kind of noble? And then in, in um, 
clones, he kind of made a really good point. Like, remember how he was saying, like, the Senate is corrupt, and you're like, yeah, He you basically know? outed Palpatine, but yeah, they didn't believe him. he did. Yeah. yeah, he outed Palpatine in that part. <laughs> he told and them like, the entire plot. Lying, you yeah. know, and it's like... <laughs> Which is so frustrating throughout Revenge of the <laughs> yeah. Sith that they're just blown away that Palpatine yeah. is the Sith Lord. When, Sith Lord? Yeah. When, they, when he flat out tells him... What if I told you that the Republic was now under the control of the Dark Lord of the Sith? No, that's not possible. The Jedi would be aware of it. The dark side of the Force has clouded their vision, my friend. Hundreds of senators are now under the influence of a Sith Lord called... Darth Sidious. And, you know, yeah. Mace at one point says the dark side of the Force surrounds the Chancellor. Yeah. And it's like, then he is the Sith Lord! Yeah. Yeah. Who do we think is the Sith Lord? Yeah. The guy amassing all the power? Who's surrounded by the dark side of the Force? Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, um, so Dooku, I feel like, is a major waste as a character. Mm -hmm. I feel like George is just like, oh, I killed off that last guy. I need someone for them to fight. Let's create this Dooku guy, you know? Yeah. And he was smitten with Grievous, so he's like, we'll use And then he's guy. like, you know, Dooku's not that scary. We need someone who's a lot more scary because he's kind of an old man, you know? And so it's just like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, make up your mind. Yeah. Um, it's, like, it's like these things sound interesting in concept. Like, the idea of, like, Christopher Lee as a Sith villain, right. like... <clears throat> And I think even with Dooku, they're trying to go with, like, a Dracula kind of thing. Like, you know, yeah. this Count Dracula. Yeah, Count you know. Doofy, yeah. Yeah, and how cool would it have been to have, like, a vampire Sith kind of guy? Yeah, yeah. But it does not come through yeah. at all. It's like, just like yeah. Christopher Lee in a row. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> oh, this kind of yeah. weird character. Yeah. Anyway, so they escape. Uh, Dooku is gone. Uh, they get into an elevator situation, yeah. um, which is pretty... I thought that was kind it's of a kind fun, of fun little scene. Yeah, the way the ship goes back and forth. And, and this is one of those, like, the other prequels didn't have fun little scenes like this, which mm -hmm. I appreciated about this, yeah. where it's not... More. Where there's just a little bit of lighthearted humor going on, you know. Yeah. Um, little things that I thought were, were fun. I didn't really understand when they get caught in the tractor beam. That's where it, it's like, that part is not fun. It's a little bantery, but it's also kind of odd. Gray shields. Wait a minute. How did this happen? We're smarter than this. Apparently not. But it didn't make any sense because Obi-Wan says, wait a minute, we're smarter than we're, this. Yeah. And I How was did like, this happen? We're smarter than this. It kind of makes, it's like, I don't understand. Sure, it was line. all part of Palpatine's extremely <laughs> convoluted, <laughs> detailed <laughs> plan. And then I will catch them in the race. <laughs> <laughs> Because anything that's unexplained that makes no yeah. sense is to... Like, well, Palpatine yeah. planned it. <laughs> this is his long con. <laughs> exactly. And that, the way that scene goes, it just feels so disjointed and yeah. just like oddly edited together. When like R2 comes flying in. Yeah, then all of a sudden yeah. there's all these battle droids mm -hmm. that kind of appear out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, we cut then to General Grievous, where they're brought in captive. Anakin Skywalker. I was expecting someone with your reputation to be a little older. And at this point, I decided I really didn't like Anakin's hair. Um, it's it, very fluffy. I, I felt like... In this scene or just in general? No, I just decided at this point that his hair was really distracting. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just felt like, oh. It's own character. Uh, yeah, it's hair. like Anakin's hair makes him look really goofy. Well, don't worry, because he's going to be bald for the rest of his life. <laughs> well, I thought, why not go bald at this point? Like, right. or shave it or something. Right, that like, made him look a little cooler. Well, I think it was uh, the, the times. It was 2005. <clears throat> like, people had fluffy kinda, hair. Kind of 90s, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about it. I, it just felt a little too. Doesn't like, he have, like, a little mullet? Kind that of? was... Is that Obi-Wan? Obi-Wan has a little That wasn't the previous one. Obi-Wan was definitely, Obi-Wan sporting, definitely a sporting a mullet. Yeah. <laughs> In contrast with Obi-Wan's wonderful head of hair. Yeah, and this <laughs> one, Obi-Wan <laughs> definitely has a Personal perfectly stylist. manicured head of... He's very hipster, Obi-Wan, in this. Yeah. You know, like, with the beard yeah. and, like, the kind of parted hair it's and all cute this. cute this one. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, so, um... So I didn't really like Anakin's hair. <laughs> Any other thoughts on this <laughs> scene? I thought it took him for, like, again, everyone just stands there dumbfounded as they, they hatch their escape plan when just a few shots would kill them. Not this time. And this time you won't escape. R2. Right, you mean when, like, they're in the, in the, um... Like the control center of the ship? Well, yeah, they're in the control center with the yeah. ship. They're held captive by General Grievous. Yeah, why didn't they just kill them? And they're surrounded right by guards, you know, and. If the plan was to kill them, boom, boom, they're dead. Yeah, Obi Wan makes some little quip, like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think so, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Or something like that. And, you know, they they play this You're big thing where R2 this makes this time, big, yeah, Grievous. distraction. And they, they whirl around, they're grabbing their lightsabers, yeah. and, like, it, it takes about, like, Five seconds or so, but plenty of time for anyone to react and be like... <laughs> to any of the know. 30 battle droids to yeah. just shoot them. And they just all stand there like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think it's funny, too, how with each movie we're supposed to think, ooh, these droids are, you know, for better. real. Yeah, uh-huh. But they're just super more Super battle droids. Yeah, they're yeah. just more menacing looking. <laughs> yeah. They don't they ever pose They look super like the Cylons from yeah. uh, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, everyone is just really bad at their job. Like, that's kind yeah, of the thing. Very it's just inadi- inept. Or... They're just all so inept. Yeah. Um, so they have this semi-confrontation with Grievous. He runs off. Um, again, he runs off. Um, and it, he's literally, like, twirling his fingers, twiddling his fingers, <laughs> laughing, cackling to himself as he runs off. He's so, like, a cartoon Dude. villain. Time to abandon ship. I mean, the thing with Grievous is, why does he cough? Does he have an esophagus that is getting phlegm in it? Like, well, yeah. You know, I think, like, they're trying to make him, like, like a Darth Vader. Yeah. Where, like, he is, his body is weak, but he is strong in other ways or something. And I really just have a problem with Grievous's design. Because... Yeah. I don't understand why he would be coughing, and he kind of like acts like he's like like hunched the way he yeah. walks, but he's a robot. So I'm like, uh, I don't know. It's a strange. It's a strange one. He's yeah. a silly character design. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. I, That's what it is. I'm not a huge fan. If they had done the version of him from the cartoons, it might have been more interesting. Right. If he was scared. That's the funny thing when when you, when these things <laughs> get into like a skilled director's hands, like there's cool stuff. Right. You, you can do. With do. Them. Yeah. It's a lot of leeway. Um. So things kind of all blow up. They decide to crash the ship into Coruscant. Um, uh, just a few ob- observations from this. I-, I wonder what was going through Palpatine's head at this point. Mm-hmm. If his plan was like, yes, this is all according to plan, where they crash the ship. I was well, wondering. It must maybe... be because he has zero reaction on his face during <laughs> yeah. the whole time. My, my... He looks vaguely concerned. 
My thinking was, if you were Obi-Wan and Palpatine and not Anakin, who's apparently totally in control, wouldn't you be screaming in terror? <laughs> yeah. And I just kept thinking back to the asteroid chase. You didn't have to do this to impress me. Sir, the possibility of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to 1. Never tell me the odds. Which, in sure. continuity with mirroring the original yeah. films, I know it's not necessarily supposed to, but in that scene, think about the differences of that scene compared to this one. Yeah. It's very self-contained. Yeah. You know, you're in the cockpit of the Falcon the whole yeah. time. You can tell what's going on, yeah, which totally. is great. Um, you have an actual character. Yeah. Leia, Han seems stressed out. Yeah. Leia is telling 3PO to shut up. He's screaming in terror, and the score. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> what do we have in this crash landing? have three characters that are completely calm, <laughs> completely at peace with this ship that was yeah. just blown yeah. in half, <laughs> exactly. and they destroy their yeah. landing. We lost something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, there's just random stuff in here, too, where, yeah, everyone did, Palpatine looks vaguely concerned. I thought maybe he was using the Force or something. <laughs> like, like maybe he was using the Force to help the Jedi. Like, maybe, yeah. I don't know. Well, and I, there's a, just a few moments of, like, Anakin yells, Easy R2! Once, which, like, seems so out of the blue. Why like are you It R2? seemed like he was, like, he was just kind of, like, hating, like, reacting. Just needed to get it out of his system. Because <laughs> it seems like R2 is doing nothing. At that point, like they're going through the atmosphere, and just like he just randomly turns to R2 and yells that. I'm like, what is R2 doing over <laughs> yeah. here? And then he goes, We're coming in too hot. Like, it's this insane yeah, line delivery, yeah. you know. Um, but he's a great pilot, he's a great pilot. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> and then Obi-Wan says, Another happy landing. Mm. The other part that kind of bothered me is when he says, do you know how to land a ship like this? Or yeah. do you know how to pilot a ship like this? Whatever. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, my best friend that I do everything with, I don't have to ask <laughs> if they know how to drive a car. Are like, you a great like, pilot? <laughs> like, they know everything about each other. They're, like, partners yeah. in work. Yeah. He's known him since he was a little boy and <laughs> trained him in every aspect of his training. Like, why is he asking if he can land the ship or not? He yeah. should know. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so at this point I was thinking, like, man, is this... Um, what was... Okay, so what was... So we land, Palpatine's on the ground. Another happy landing. Another happy landing. He's he's back in the Senate. But what what did he accomplish through this right. plan? He killed Dooku. I think this that was... This was all to kill Dooku? Long con to kill Dooku. <laughs> it's all long cons. So Every single one of them. Long Palpatine's, con after long yeah, con after long con. By Palpatine's con. logic, he wants to kill his apprentice. So he, he's like... I'll get myself kidnapped. <laughs> I'll have. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I think maybe also he was trying to like emote some more dark side, like more leverage against Anakin. Like I'm gonna have Anakin kill Dooku, and then that's kind of leverage against him because like another murder on his hands. Yeah, it probably has something. I'm like justifying moving Anakin down the path, right, of the dark to side to the to the dark side. Um, but 
at some point you're like, is it worth it? Because Palpatine almost dies numerous times yeah. in this thing. He's in the elevator, elevator shaft, yeah. the elevator shaft, this whole crash landing, yeah. this confrontation with Grievous. Um, you know, and he's like just very helpless, you mm -hmm. know. And so it's it's you'd think at some point he'd be like, you know, I'm just going to have someone shoot Dooku in the yeah, back. We're all just you know? killing myself. I'll just kill him myself. <laughs> I figure out how to move Anakin down. Because his real thing, like his his whole real plan to get Anakin to the dark side was to hold out the possibility of people not dying. Right. That's the real motivation That's to get Anakin Trump to the dark card. side. So he doesn't yeah. really need to do this whole thing and well, have this Anakin pretty kill negligible. Dooku. Yeah. Um, like Anakin, like he, you know, he just to do that, he goes and kills everyone anyway. Right. He could have killed Dooku, Dooku in the process. Yeah. So. To me, it's it's like if you look at this, the point of this plot. Why it's he like, kidnapped himself? Yeah, it's a nice rousing beginning to the film. Mm. It's not as slow as the other ones, right? Um, and it feels like there's there's more going on, but it also doesn't really move the plot at all. It's true, right? We're not making a James Bond film where you have an opening <laughs> yeah. scene that That's is totally disconnected. disconnected to just show you know oh, right. how tough they are, or like Raiders yeah. of the Lost Ark, you know, where we just see the thing with Belog, yeah. but it's not really connected to the overall Holy Grail or right. exactly. whatever, whichever they're trying to find in mm -hmm. Raiders. But it should be to do with the rest of the plot. But when you think about it, like yeah. you're saying, it is totally disjointed. Yeah, yeah. it's like one of those things that like it. it, it accomplishes some things like as far as like showing oh Anakin and Obi-Wan are pals and mm -hmm. you know Dooku dies. There's a lot of really majestic scenes like the yeah. space battle is just like really big yeah. and cool. Alright we are at the end of Act 1 of Revenge of the Sith. And as we wrap up the first act of Revenge of the Sith, there are still some serious challenges present. But unlike the previous two entries in the prequels, we have a bit more momentum. There are things actually happening. Despite squandering the screen time in the previous two films, Lucas has managed to show Obi-Wan and Anakin as somewhat believable friends. For the first time, the tone feels right for a Star Wars film, and we've had moments of real adventure. However, the problems with Lucas's direction are still apparent, over-reliance on CGI, tenured dialogue, and static flat staging. The events of this first act clearly set up Obi-Wan and Anakin as our protagonists. Aiden Christensen is still an actor with a very odd delivery to most of his lines, but he's massively toned down the creepy vibe from Attack of the Clones and actually comes across as likable. For this film to have a good arc, the relationship between Obi-Wan and Anakin should be strong, as it will be destroyed by the end of the film. Natalie Portman as Padme has moved to a background character, apparently she hasn't even shown up yet um, in the first act. Um, the focus is firmly on Obi-Wan and Anakin. And that feels like the right move. A, a bigger problem right now are the villains. By creating a story where the main villain is hiding in plain sight and manipulating events in a long con that spans decades, Lucas has to rely on secondary bad guys to do the actual dirty work in the films, but for some bizarre reason, he kills them off as quickly as they appear. In this first act, he instantly dispatches the villain from the previous film, Count Dooku, and introduces yet another, General Grievous, who will be quickly dispatched by the end of the second act. Compare this to the original trilogy with Darth Vader, perhaps the best villain in cinema history. 
in the original Star Wars, he was the the bad blood between Vader and Kenobi. The contrast between a noble master and a fallen pupil was a major theme. It was a perfect uh, contrast between dark and light, which ended with darkness seemingly defeating the light as Vader killed Kenobi. In Empire, the conflict was now between an even more formidable Vader and Luke, and then with a major plot twist making the relationship even more complex and leaving Luke utterly defeated. Over each film, the personal stakes between Vader and the heroes were raised, until the second, the central conflict to Return of the Jedi was not would the Empire so much be defeated, but would Vader turn. But bizarrely, in the prequels, we have four different major villains, all with little or no personal connection to the heroes, each being quickly uh, killed off. I've no idea why Lucas made this decision, but it removes a lot of opportunity for drama, and every major confrontation feels flat up to this point. Again, the plot also has some problems. The immediate plot is actually clear this time. It's not as confusing as it has been before. Obi-Wan and Anakin need to rescue Palpatine, but the larger stakes are still foggy. We don't know why this war is being fought in the first place or what either side wants. What's at stake if the Republic or the Separatists win? I have no idea. If our heroes failed to rescue Palpatine, what would have happened? Nothing. Palpatine's controlling both sides of the war, so nothing really matters. This makes it almost impossible to care about the larger conflict, which seems to vanish as soon as our heroes land their spaceship on the planet's surface. Where did the war go? We never even find out who won the huge battle over the planet, and even the opening crawl seems unsure of who to root for with the hilariously wishy-washy statement that there are heroes on both sides. Still, despite these wasted villains and ongoing confusing plot points, we know that Anakin must become the villain Darth Vader by the end of this film. So there are some real stakes here and dramatic irony behind the rescue of Palpatine. The first act leaves us understanding that Obi-Wan and Anakin are friends and anticipating Anakin's inevitable fall in the next two acts. This should be the drama that propels the rest of the movie forward, and Lucas has been smart enough to put the two most important characters front and center heading into the second act. And that's the end of our analysis and discussion of Star Wars Revenge of the Sith, Act 1. We will be back um, next week with uh, Act 2 of Revenge of the Sith. Waiting for us Every day I worry all day I was waiting in the bushes of love Something's waiting in the bushes for us Something's waiting in the bushes of love Every day I worry all day I was waiting in the bushes of love Something's waiting in the bushes for us Something's waiting in the bushes of love Yo, never knew my dad, he didn't care about me, dead